Welcome to the Transformed Maternity and Birth Podcast with me, Trista, your host. I am a mother, a wife, a doula, and women's health advocate. I am here to dive deep with you into pregnancy, birth, postpartum, women's health, and all things around being a mom. I'm passionate about educating women on their options, empowering you to love and know your body and getting to the root of the issues that we tend to put band-aids over. I cannot wait to get started with you. Let's do it. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the Transformed Maternity and Birth Podcast. I am Trista Bridzel, your host. I am so excited that you're here. If you're new here, this is the three part or yeah, the third part of a three part series about labor stages. So if you missed the last two episodes, I encourage you to pause this and go backwards and go listen to those ones first so that this one will fall in line and make more sense. Now, if you've listened to the first two, obviously keep going. I'm so happy to have you here. And I'm also proud of you because it takes a lot of us to a lot of time and effort to listen to things when we have lots of to-do lists, especially when you're pregnant and you feel like you have a million things on your list to do, right? All the shoulds. And I talked about this with a client at a prenatal. I'll just touch on this real quick. I talked to my amazing client and she was overwhelmed because she has a lots of things on her to-do list, right? Like all the stretches that we should be doing, all the things that we should be doing to help our baby be in a good position, to help our bodies be healthy, to help get ready physically, right? In the real world for this human to enter our homes and, you know, and she's preparing for a home birth. So there's also another element there that we need to gather the supplies that we need to have a home birth and all the things like a birth pole, right? All these like little teeny tasks. Okay. And so it can be very overwhelming and I definitely know how that feels. I've been there a few times. Like I get it. I get it. It is so overwhelming sometimes to be pregnant and just, (sighs) so this is me giving you permission to slow down, to be still. Because really, the only thing that you need is your body, your baby, and a safe space. So however that looks for you, right? So when we can get overwhelmed in like all the, you know, fancy things that we think, obviously we need a car seat, right? If we're leaving the hospital or if we're traveling, obviously car seats are like essential, right? But we basically need diapers, clothes, really not that many clothes because for the first two weeks, your baby's probably going to be naked or with a diaper doing skin to skin with you. So typically maybe a couple onesies, right? Like some burp gloss, some diapers, some wipes. We don't need a ton of stuff, right? So just push pause if you're feeling overwhelmed and take a day or a week to just tune in, tune into your body. What do you need? What do you need? need right now? Maybe pause and answer that question. Maybe journal it a little bit. What do you need today? Or even take it hour by hour if that is going to help you better, right? Like what do I need in this hour? Do I need to take a 10 minute nap, a 20 minute nap? Do I need to just lay down and close my eyes and just focus on my breath for a minute to let go of all the things that I don't need? What do you need in this moment? And let that happen. If you're getting overwhelmed with all the stretching or the pregnancy workouts or whatever you think you need to be doing, really, honestly, pick two to three stretches that are going to stretch your hips, stretch what's sore, to give more space to your baby, and do that pose 
do that stretch for like 30 seconds to a minute and then call it a day. Go on a 10, 20 minute walk if that feels good to you. Do what feels good because what's going to feel good for you is going to also feel good for your baby. Now I will say sometimes we can fall into a rut where lounging feels good, but really if we can get some sunshine, if we can get some fresh air, you're going to feel really, really good too. So sometimes we have to like push ourselves a tiny bit to do something for our bodies to help in the long run to feel good for our baby. But if you are feeling overwhelmed, just take a minute, just take an hour to breathe and ask your body what it needs. Ask your baby what they need and go from there. Okay. All right, my dear, we're going to hop into transition. So transition what i call this phase is reminding you of your power facing your fears and surrender surrendering to to what's happening right surrendering to your body to the process okay let's dive in all right first things first what's happening in your body when transition hits so this is the third stage of labor i will tell you this either one you will not notice you're in transition number two you'll become aware that things are happening. And number three, somebody else will notice you're in transition and let you know. But if you are just riding the waves and going deeper and deeper and deeper inside your body, transition might just come and go and not really be very noticeable because of the way that your mind is handling the waves. Okay. So, but what is happening internally? So right now you're working your body is continuing to work, right? It's always working. It's always dilating and moving things down. It's always just doing some micro change. Okay. But in transition, this is typically the most intense part because your baby is now working through the rest of that cervix and coming down your birth canal. So your birth canal is only three or four centimeters long. It's not very long and your pubic bone sits right in the middle of that. So your baby is now getting their head, trying to get their head under that pubic bone. So yes, it can feel very intense. However, it's typically the most shortest part of labor. So keep that in mind. So sometimes your fears and anxieties may start to rise during this part. So this is typically when I hear, I can't do this anymore. I want to be done. How much longer? If this is in transition, then I can't keep going. These are some, some things that I tend to hear when you're in transition. So just keeping that in mind, if you are a partner listening to this, if you hear those signs, feel free to let them know like, Hey babe, this is the shortest phase. And this means that our baby is going to be born really, really soon. So sometimes that encouragement and that reassurance can be really, really helpful for them. So some other signs are if you see her throwing up or shaking uncontrolled, the shaking is a really amazing thing that your body does. It's a way that your body's trying to release this energy that's built up. Also your adrenaline is higher. The hormones are changing. So shaking is very, very, very normal. This is the threshold period. So this is when the energy shifts into the highest gear. So typically what's helpful to hear sometimes is this is the most intense it will get. It will not get more than more intense than this. This is the threshold. This is the threshold where we're meeting. Like this is the top of it. It can only get go downhill from here as far as like not in a bad way, right? It can only go get easier from here. This can happen anywhere from seven to 10 centimeters. 
again, right, no crystal ball here. It is the highest intensity within active labor. Sometimes you'll notice some anger rising, some frustration, some loss of confidence, and those kinds of things that can pop up, and that's super normal. So tending to want to leave your body. So sometimes I'll see moms grip the bed and try to push their body up off the bed, or they will go on their tippy toes or try to reach for something, right? And this is our body's natural way of trying to escape our bodies, try to escape the pain. Maybe that gives you a little bit of anxiety or some fear to hear that. So sit with that maybe for a minute and see, okay, hi, fear. I see you. How can we work together? How can we do this together? How can I allow you to be my guide? Okay. So if you're afraid of something, the antidote is always learning, learning what you can do about that thing. Okay. And that's something that we go really, really deep into class, um, with your mindset, with physical things that we can do with so many little teeny tools that are so, so helpful. So sitting with yourself and really looking at that fear, if this brings up fear for you and say, okay, fear, what do you need to teach me? How can I learn from you? All right. All right. Partners and transition. So these are some things that partners can do to help you get through those waves, get those intense waves. Okay. When I'll tell you a short story, when I was a new baby doula, the very first birth I attended this mom, a really amazing friend of mine, she was going through labor. She was riding it. and, And then all of a sudden it ramped up like a freight train. It was so fast and she was going through transition And since this is like the first unmedicated birth I've like attended in person, I was a little intimidated and especially being in the hospital, like there's nurses there and the midwife was there. And I was like, oh my gosh, these are the professionals. This was my new baby doula brain. So just witnessing them. And I was so intimidated. I was like, oh no, I know that there's something I need to be doing, but I don't know what it is. And I need to help her because she was gripping the, the rails of the bed, laying on her back well, not flat down. She was kind of like in a sitting position and she was like screaming. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know what I need to do, but I don't know how to do it. So there's something called the take charge routine. Now this take charge routine is so simple, but it can feel intimidating in the moment. So this is where I really want you guys to practice this in pregnancy. So you feel very confident with it. Okay. So when she was doing this, I was like, kind of intimidated, right? So the midwife that was helping her was down there ready to catch this baby. And she looked, grabs her knee and she tells her, open your eyes, like tells her her name, right? I'll just say Amy for, you know, identity purposes. So she grabs her knee and was like, Amy, open your eyes. Look at me. You can do this. Breathe with me. Okay. In and out. We're going to do this together. You can do this. And it was such a profound moment. I was like, oh yeah that's the take charge routine. That's how you do it. And witnessing her be able to do that. I've been able to help my parents, you know, teach parents how to do this and do it myself, obviously in births. And it's been one of the tools I use very, very often. And it works every time. So how you do this. So you have a grounding touch. So either the shoulder, the knee, whatever body part you can touch, but having it be a firm grasp. The second step is to speak their name. The next thing is to tell them to open their eyes and look at you because when we are in our labor land brain, if we're, we're in our own world, really, like literally we are on another dimension. We are not in our bodies opening our eyes and looking right at, 
at our partners and having them touch us and ground us brings us back into our body, into the moment and reminds us that we are in control and then reminding them to breathe. And usually that's breathing with us, right? And you can use your hand in front of their face up and down, like mirroring that or just like take exaggerated breaths in and out so that they can mirror that with you. And it really only takes a few seconds for them to really grasp that and get back into their rhythm and remind them like, oh yeah, I can do this. You're here with me. I am safe. So practicing that take charge routine. The next thing is a firm pressure during waves, no roaming touch. So don't tickle their arm and rub it up and down unless that's been working and it's still working. She hasn't like smacked you yet. (laughs) Keep doing it. But if you are going between a contraction and that's feeling good, but during a contraction, I wouldn't do that. I would just hold a firm pressure because it can feel more grounding and more safe and less distracting. The next thing is horse lips. Those are, these are my most favorite thing and you can't see me right now, but I'll do the sound for you and you could probably imagine what it looks like. Okay. Do you got that image in your head yet? All right. So the horse lips are one of my most favorite tools. It got me through transition. It got one of my clients through transition and she did it while she was pushing and many, many other clients. The last thing is stay in the moment. Don't focus on what stage or phase necessarily because it doesn't matter it can almost it can all feel hard right so and it's hard it's almost impossible sometimes to tell it apart however you know as a laboring person so as a partner yes we can look on the outside and see what phase that we you know she might be in but as a laboring mom you don't need to know really like if it's going to be helpful for you to be like oh babe i think you're in transition right like that could be helpful communicate that with your partner like hey babe I think this is gonna be helpful for me to know if I'm in transition but as the partner you might be in denial yourself you're like oh I don't know is this transition so that's where a doula is really helpful or looking at the birth team and go do you think they're in transition and then you can relay that right and that could be helpful so so this is typically when we request the epidural right so with my doula clients that I attend the births with them I always talk to them about a safe word. So this safe word is meant to be like, okay, if I say this word, let's say it's pineapple. If I say pineapple, that means I'm done. There's no BSing. I'm ready for this epidural. You better get it to me like now. Okay. So this is a really important tool to have in your back pocket because when you're in labor, it is sometimes a really good tool to complain. Sometimes complaining about the pain or about the discomfort and just being able to vocalize this sucks is helpful. But sometimes we get nervous about saying that because we don't want somebody to offer us a way out. We don't want someone to say, oh, well, you can just get the epidural because we don't want one. You know, if you don't want one, right? If you don't want an epidural, then and telling everybody, do not offer this to me, but then they hear you complaining, they're going to want to offer it. So knowing that you have a safe word and that's what they're going to listen for. Instead of offering you a way out, whenever you complain, they're going to wait for you to say pineapple or apricot or whatever it is that you will say that's going to go, oh, she's done. Like she's at that point, right? She's at that threshold where now it's not pain and suffer. And we don't want that to happen. Right. So I had a client though, one time she was 
we got to the hospital. She was in active labor. We get to the hospital and she's cruising along quick, really quick. And she looks at me and says apricot. And I was like, okay. So I looked at the nurse and I was like, oh my gosh, but it was hard. Cause I'm like, I know that this baby's right here, but I was like, she said the word, right? So we called the anesthesiologist. He was on his way. And then she looks at me and just pushes her baby out. It was so fast. So like 30 minutes after we got to the hospital, it was so fast. So sometimes we get to that point where we want to say our code word and we do. And that's usually when your baby's like right there. So before you get the epidural, something I highly encourage if it feels safe to you is to get a cervical exam. Now this cervical exam is going to be able to tell you like, uh, your baby's way closer than you think. It'll probably only take 10 more minutes and your baby will be here. That might give you just a little bit of push that you need to get your baby out the rest of the way. However, if you're like, I don't care, I don't give a crap, like give me the epidural, you know, go for it. Cause I've had, I've heard stories of moms getting the epidural and pushing as soon as they are done. So the epidural didn't even have time to kick in. So anyway, so take that information with, you know, and do what you want with it. But that's my little side note is if you're feeling so at your edge and you want to say your code word and you do say it, I highly encourage you to get a cervical exam to just check where you're at before you get one. Then you can make your decision from there or go ahead and get one. That's just my little advice. All right, guys, that is transition in a nutshell for you. So I hope that has been helpful for you. Again, I would love to see you over at my Instagram. It's at Trista Birdzell and you can have access to lots more stuff. Also joining my newsletter. I send an email every Saturday morning and you can read through it. And sometimes I have discounts in there. I have lots of good information, lots of tips and tricks in there that I would love to give you. Um, also on my website, I have all my information for my in-person birth classes and I'm working on my online classes right now to hopefully be ready for you soon. So stay tuned if you're pregnant and you're out of state and you really want to jump in my classes and learn from me, I would love to have you on there. So make sure you're in my newsletter so that you get first dips, you get first seats, you get discounts, early bird pricing, anything that I'm going to offer for you, make sure you're in the newsletter because that's where you're going to hear about it first. So there's that. And then also if you are wanting to dive into what your dream birth may look like, what it will feel like with the energy that you want it to embody, no matter where you're giving birth, this is going to be a really great exercise for you to visualize what you truly want. So I always encourage you, if you have a question about things like that, to ask yourself first, what it is, what is it that I want? And sometimes we have a hard time with that. So this exercise is meant for that. Ask yourself what it is you truly want first and then go from there. Go from, okay, now I have this answer. How can I find that within this model of care and this model of care? How can I find that and take that energy with me throughout? Okay, so that's on my website. I'll link it below. Um, yeah, I think that's all. Please, if you like this, I encourage you to take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram and tag me at Trista Birdzell. I love to see who's listening so that I can say thank you. The next thing is if you can, or if you feel called to rate and review the show on Spotify or Apple podcast, that way I can again, say thank you. But also this helps to allow other people to know that this show exists. So it helps me get in other people's ears so that I can help inspire and educate them. It just is really a huge support. 
for me and for all small businesses, right? If you like a podcast, share it, tell people about it because it's helping someone. It's helping somebody feed their family. It's helping to educate other people. It's, it's just a lot, a little can go a long way with small business owners. So I appreciate any support that you give me, especially just listening. I just appreciate it. So I hope you have a really good day and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for being here. It really means so much to have you here. Thanks for listening all the way through to the end. I wanted to give a quick reminder that this podcast episode and past and future episodes should not be used for medical diagnosis or treatment, but you should still consult with your midwife, your medical provider, OBGYN, for all your medical needs, all your medical questions. Thank you so much again for being here, and I can't wait to have you here the next episode.